0: So after a year of we hate the police, replace the police, imagine a different kind of policing. Black people in Minneapolis have a change of mind. This article says black Minneapolis residents oppose replacing the city's police department. Okay. It says this, the uh, Star Tribune, along with other outlets, poll likely voters in Minneapolis about policing and the city's Public Safety Charter Amendment, which would replace the police department with a public safety department that gives the mayor and city council more control. The poll found that while Minneapolis voters, generally in black Minneapolis voters, specifically had a negative opinion about the Minneapolis Police Department, black voters opposed replacing it with the proposed Department of Public Safety, by a 47% to 42% margin, while, of course, white voters support the idea. Um, this is not a surprise. By a margin of 75% to 40%, black voters think that the city should not cut the size of its police force. Black and white voters in the city recognize that the crime has gotten worse over the last two years, but it's a but it's problem that affects the black community more, okay? It says right here, um, black residents of Minneapolis don't trust the city council to determine the functions of this replacement public safety department. Why should they? The Minneapolis city council has overseen a surge in homicides not seen since the city was dubbed, I guess it's murderopolis, I think, in the mid-1990s. The pace of homicides has persisted into 2021. With the city already twelve deaths away from matching its full year, two thousand twenty homicide total. So black people in Minneapolis, Minnesota has had a change of heart. They're saying ever since the crime went up, more violence that affects black people more. We do we oppose, we do not want you to replace the police department. This is the exact same thing that happens in Almost every single city that Black Lives Matter shows up in the city is in shambles. Black people still suffer from violence and crime, but yet we're told that the police are bad. We don't need them. We should replace them when you are the victims of the crime. Mostly not the white people. It's you who are the victims of the crime, the violence and the murder. But yet you're told by Black Lives Matter that the police are no good. They're racist. We should replace them. Meanwhile, white folks sit back and say, eh, we like the idea because it don't affect us. We we don't live where you live at. And this is why I dislike BLM. Every single city they go and they destroy. And they leave it for the people that live there to have to deal with the issues so all right uh apparently female rappers are getting the steel put to them you know what i'm saying so if you are a female rapper you're not exempt from being robbed and getting that steel put to you so apparently uh dream doll she's a rapper i guess whatever her name is um It was a guy that was found dead after Dream Dolls driver was robbed at gunpoint. So this guy, it was a report that he was found dead. And it used to be to where you only heard about male rappers getting robbed. You didn't hear about like a Queen Latifah or a Foxy Brown. That shit was uncommon. Now, nobody's exempt. Even the female rappers will get the steel put to them. So, it says right here, uh, Dream Doll had a scary experience that one, uh, that left one deceased. During an Instagram live session, Dream Doll opened up about her driver being robbed at gunpoint while in St. Louis. Dream Doll shares that the robber had gotten away with a significant number of her belongings. Um, it says, Dream says on the live that the robber has since been killed. That nigga got fucking kill," she said that nigga that fucking robbed the car is dead though she didn't um, specify excuse me how the robber was killed she did make it clear that she would never return to St. Louis after that situation so it's sad when female rappers or female uh, artists whatever they can't go into a certain city uh, around black people because they are easy targets they can get robbed, jack, whatever. And it's scary. It used to be where rappers wanted to be like the drug dealers they saw. The hustlers. Now you got broke people. Broke men and women that want to be like the rappers. All these drug dealers, these gangbangers, these guys are broke and these girls are broke. They don't have no money. They are like working a job that pays minimum wage. You are a minimum wage drug dealer, a game banger, you are poor broke, and you want to be like the rappers you see on social media. You want to be them. That's why Pop Smoke got robbed by a teenager because they want to be like them so much. And and it's sad to when even dream dog a female can be a victim of a, a, a robbery. Man, you saw um the story with Kim Kardashian, how she was robbed. So these stories, it, it shouldn't happen. They do. So now there is no code, you know, no um, morals for men that say, you know what? Women and kids are, are off limits. Old people are off limits. So there is no mores no more they don't care no more. So anybody can get it. So anybody can get the steel put to them and it don't matter. So this is a, a, another sad story. Um, you hate hearing these stories pop up because this is the youth, the young black men, the young black women. Uh, you hate hearing these stories pop up and seeing these stories pop up because it shows a deeper problem. Lack of parenting, guidance, direction, opportunity, Employment, education, these are things that continue to uh, to plague um, black neighborhoods, not black communities, but black neighborhoods, places where black people live. At uh, it says, eighteen year old killed in weekend deep elm shooting. Suspect is Lathan uh, Pearson. He was arrested. The victim. Kenneth Walker, he was 18 years old, was killed and five others wounded early Sunday morning outside a busy nightclub at the corner of Main Street and Malcolm X Boulevard. Another 18 year old Pearson was arrested, but police say they aren't sure if he is the one who fired the deadly shots. It was just before 1 a.m. on Sunday when officers saw Pearson pointing a gun and ordering him to drop the weapon. The teenager dropped the weapon but ran from officer. He was caught and taken into custody after a short foot chase. Okay. Walker. Who was 18 years old y'all. Died of his injuries after being taken to the hospital. Another shooting victim who was 19 years old was taken to the hospital. For other people 30, 25, 21, and 15 were hurt. So what is a 15-year-old kid doing out this late? That See, that's the question I have. Eighteen, eighteen 18 years old, 19-year-old, and a 15-year-old. Why are they out this late? So we don't understand as, as black people, we have to understand this. That this is an issue. Again, education, employment, opportunity. Guidance, direction, parenting. These are issues that continue to pop up in the end that we don't address. And until these very small things are addressed, because they can be with effort. These things will continue to happen. We're going to see more young men involved in crime, criminal activity. They don't have to go this route. This is a huge problem. This is why places like. Minneapolis is seeing a surge in crime. You have to do a better job. So uh, here's an example of population control. Uh, this is a prime example. This was in Vice News. Uh, this was on September 20th. Um, it says Alabama had more deaths than birth last year because of COVID-19. So more more people died in Alabama than were born in 2020. More people died than born. So this is a grim example and very obvious example of how a population can be controlled and the the numbers can be decreased, not increased. Okay. it says overall, 64,000. 714 people in Alabama, in Alabama died last year, while only 57,614 were born. It says the uh, numbers reflect a long period of decline in Alabama. In 1950s, uh, there were nearly three times as many births uh, as deaths in the state, according to the State Department of Public Health. Uh, this is a huge problem, you Um, you don't want more people dying than born because then in the future, for example, you can have a massive labor shortage as a result of this. So um, I thought that this article was interesting because this is a obvious example of how a population can be controlled through a pandemic of virus. You have more people dying. As a result of COVID-19. Then you have people being born. So you have less people, less people being born in the long term. In the future, this will cause a huge problem. Uh, again, Alabama had more deaths than births last year because of COVID-19. All right. So I saw this article and, uh, it raised a red flag. Um, if social media influences can be used to promote a vaccine, can they also be used to promote a particular candidate? Can they be used to uh control elections to spread information whether it's accurate or inaccurate? Um and this is kind of scary to me. It's it says in this article, White House enlists army of social media influencers to promote COVID nineteen vaccines. Um again I thought this article was fake. I thought it, it was not real. But apparently this has been going on. I don't know how I missed this. But this has been going on for a while. Uh, the article says right here in the article, um, the White House press secretary, Gene, has discussed the strategy in past briefings, saying the goal is to meet people where they are by using influencers to spread accurate information to large audiences. OK. Um. Again, I, I don't know if people understand that this sends a big red flag because through this pandemic, if social media influences because people mostly use social media as their news source. So if social media influences can be used to spread a message about getting the COVID-19 vaccine and they're not scientists and not doctors, um, who do we trust? Because it's not CDC. It's not Fauci. Uh, why can't we be told to go to your physician? Consult with your, your physician to see what's the best choice for you. That should be it. But I think it goes too far when you have to go to social media influences, because according to the press secretary, meet people where they are. By using influences to spread the accurate information to larger audiences, if they can do this, what can they do in elections, voting you know these things? This is concern for me. If social media influences influences can be paid and used to promote something like a vaccine, they also can be used and paid to promote a certain person let's say for example if we have an election certain people are being paid to um, promote somebody to get people to influence them to vote a certain way so for me this is alarming good to be here at the Emmy Awards let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room what are we doing They said this was outdoors. It's not. They lied to us. We're in a hermetically sealed tent right now. I would not have come to this. Why is there a roof? It's more important that we have three chandeliers than that we make sure we don't kill Eugene Levy tonight. That is what has been decided. This is insane. I went from wiping my groceries to having Paul Bettany sneeze in my face. So... That's a big week. You know, it actually feels amazing here. Unlike what Seth was talking about, it feels good. We all vaxxed. We had to get vaxxed to come here, you know what I mean? I got vax. I did not have a reaction like Nigeman Minaj's cousin's friend, okay? But I got Pfizer, you know what I'm saying, because I'm bougie, all right? Pfizer, that's the Neiman Marcus of vaccines, you know what I mean? You know, Moderna, that's Macy's. And then, uh, Johnson and Johnson. That's that's TJ Maxx, of course, you know. So last night was the Emmys. Uh, either you watched it or you heard about it via social media. Uh, you heard the voice of Seth Rogen. He voiced his concerns about the in-person, the in-person approach to the Emmys. Or uh, you also heard the hosts, set the entertainer, um, talk about the protocols in order to attend the Emmys which was you had to be vaccinated, you had to be vaxxed. So you can joke about being vaccinated, um, getting the vaccine. But when it comes to being unvaccinated, you can't make jokes about that. Um, you can't make comments about that. You can't make statements about that. Now, I for one do not believe everyone at the Emmys was vaccinated. Because if you see the uh, the the video... And you look in the crowd is plenty of people in there wearing no mask. Now, I thought that this was a pandemic where you have to protect yourself, not just getting the vaccine, but also doing your part in wearing the mask. At least this is what I was told. Unless the same thing does does not apply to the people that are super rich and super famous to where they don't have to wear a mask. So when you look out in the crowd at the image, you, you see all of these people not wearing a mask, but they're supposed to be vaccinated. I don't believe that. I think it's bullshit. I I think it's just a way for the very rich and, and very famous to be used to advertise the vaccine in order to persuade people and convince them, influence them to get the vaccine. This is what I believe. I think it has nothing to do with caring about people's safety and you being concerned when you're having a award show and everyone in there has has on no mask. No different than Dr. Fauci talking about how he recommends that people don't attend football games. But yet these games are packed. Um, Last night, I had watched the the game between the Ravens and the Chiefs packed stadium. The Cowboys game. The Cowboys against the charges of Pac Stadium. Nobody nobody is, is um wearing a mask. So you have to ask the question, is this pandemic serious? Because it, it seems that the rules only apply to certain people in certain places. Restaurants, gyms, bars, this has to be applied. You have to be vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. However, If it's a sporting event, if it's the Emmys, if it's any kind of award show, the people that's attending do not have to wear a mask. However, they have to be vaccinated. I, for one, I don't believe that everyone at the Emmys had to be vaxxed like uh, they were saying. I don't believe the requirement was they had to show proof that they are vaccinated or they had to get the vaccine. I don't believe that shit. I think it's complete bullshit. I think it's just a way to advertise this to people to persuade them to get the vaccine to get the shot. This is the exact same thing um Chris Rock did Chris Rock did the exact same thing on uh Twitter when he uh, posted that he had tested positive for covid nineteen and that somehow you should get the vaccine so this is what Chris Rock said this was a day ago. Hey guys. I just found out I have COVID. Trust me, you don't want this. Get vaccinated. That's all he said. Was, hey guys, I just found out I have COVID. Trust me, you don't want this. Get vaccinated. They're pushing this. They're advertising this. They're promoting this. To the general public, people that's not famous and rich like these people They have to follow a completely different protocol. I don't believe that people, regular people like myself and and everybody else are following the same rules or they're required to follow the same rules as the rich and famous. I don't believe that. All right. So let's go down the list. You had to be vaxxed. You didn't have to wear a mask. You had a black host. uh, You had very famous uh, rich black people there. Um, and lastly, nobody black hardly won an Emmy. So the Emmys took a step back. Talk about diversity. Well, that's not the case, but you still have to show up and get vaxxed. For the black people that attended this award show, if you are rich and famous, you should be ashamed of yourself. You had a black host, you're black, you're there, and they conveniently overlooked black actors and actresses who who were just as deserving for example like michael k williams so the 2021 emmy award nomination showed major improvement in recognizing the contributions of talent in black performance had a strong showing at the creative Arts ceremonies but this positive upswing was more of a wrecking ball on sunday night when nominees of color failed to win most categories including all 12 acting fields last year four of the 12 main categories were won by black actors during the three hour plus ceremony led by a black host it took two hours for a person of color to be recognized and even then it was rupaul charles and his RuPaul's drag race team for outstanding competition program with the win rupaul broke the record for the most emmys wins by a person of color yes yeah, so of course they would choose the guy that dresses like a woman um michael k williams who played a gay guy on lovecraft country michael k williams died this month he was he was a very young guy he died of overdose he was nominated for outstanding supporting actor in a drama series for his work on HBO's Lovecraft Country. So, so after five nominations over his career. He has not been celebrated for his standout performance. So they just overlooked him. So how you have a black host? You have black celebrities there. You have to get vexed. You sit there at the Emmys and you watch. as hardly anybody black won. And you're supposed to convince me to go get vaxxed. This is hypocrisy. This is why we should not idolize celebrities or look to them. They will sell you out. They have no integrity. They have no respect. But yet you sit there and, and you allow, allow this to happen and not say anything. WHO gives the date. For the end of the COVID pandemic. But Bill Gates says. He has the only solution to end the crisis. Yes you heard that correctly. WHO gives date. For the end of the COVID pandemic. But Bill Gates says. He has the only solution to end the crisis. Many have speculated about when the COVID-19 health crisis. That has the world in check since 2020 will end. Now. The World Health Organization, WHO, gave an estimated date for the end of the pandemic. However, billionaire Bill Gates proposed what he considers the only solution to the end of the coronavirus and future pandemics. Director of the Department of Public Health, Environment and Climate Change of the WHO said that the COVID-19 pandemic could be controlled as long as the Immunization of countries with low vaccine coverage is achieved. So, in other words, we must get more vaccinations or more vaccines out to more people. The sooner the better, the faster we can overcome this pandemic and this virus. This is what they're saying. Um, it said this could happen around March of 2022. Two years is a period that we set ourselves and it will surely be reasonable be a reasonable time if we begin to vaccinate at the speed we have had so far. We could see even early the way out of this tremendous situation. Okay. This is what Bill Gates said. Bill Gates has other data and proposes the only solution to the coronavirus. Like Bill Gates knows. um, Microsoft billionaire founder Bill Gates has distinguished himself in recent months by making various predictions. He even said that the pandemic would already be under control by March of 2021. That didn't happen. In a report last Monday by the Bill Gates Foundation, the tycoon reiterated that the end has not yet come and ventured to propose a solution to this pandemic and those to come. The only real solution to this problem it's a half factory that can produce enough doses of vaccines for everyone in 100 days. It is feasible, feasible, said Gates. So this is his solution again to build factories. They can produce enough doses of vaccines for everyone in 100 days. But this is not the only issue that we're seeing, the virus. The economic recovery is going to be pretty bad. So we have been through this for year two now. As for the economic recovery, the report detailed that it is uneven between and within countries. As a result, 700 million people in low and middle income countries are expected to fall into extreme poverty by 2030. In addition, recovery is expected to be much slower in Latin America Sub-Saharan Africa, Central America, no, Asia, excuse me, um, and the Middle East. It says the Gates Foundation report also notes that as a result of the pandemic, 31 million people have already fallen into extreme poverty for the first time compared to 2019. Now, what I don't understand is how do you make plans to lift people out of poverty, right? Let's lift them out of poverty. Let's tax the rich. Let's give people a opportunity to get out of poverty. But you have this pandemic hits. And they're saying that, look, the economic recovery is going to be much slower for other countries. It might not affect America like that, but for other countries like Latin America, Africa, Asia, the Middle East it's gonna be much worse. So as COVID continues, as it just goes on and on and on till they say March of next year, it's not like things are gonna get better. It's gonna get worse. Even during a um, a pandemic, Americans are at the mercy of the system. I saw this article uh, the other day, and it says. Um, the government is setting hard-haired Americans up for disaster by forcing them to pay back unemployment benefits. So what the state gave them. Now they're saying that this is an error. That in some cases that the money they received, this was an error in part of the system that's outdated. So outdated technology is the, is the cause behind this. In some cases. Again, the government is setting hard-hit Americans up for disaster by forcing them to pay back unemployment benefits. Brandel Cook lost his job during the pandemic and had to go on unemployment. Now the state of Missouri wants him to repay 4500 bucks. They want me to repay 900 for the state benefits and the federal pandemic unemployment compensation of 3000 600 okay it says cook's tale of woe is is one of many for months now people have complained of unfair demands for repayment on their unemployment benefits as the country has tried to put the covid pandemic behind it now moving forward we're going to still see um a very slow economic recovery due to the pandemic due to people not going back to work it's not like people can't find work there's companies, there's businesses who are begging people to, to come to work, but people are choosing not to. Um, it says in February, TikTok user that girl Kelsey underscore ninety-eight went viral for a video in which she expressed disbelief over a demand from the state to recoup four thousand six hundred bucks of the ten thousand they pay her in benefits, as she put it. How is anybody ever supposed to fucking live in a system that makes a debt a way of life, even during a global pandemic? That's a good point. How can you make me repay what, you know, I applied for? Unemployment, the money was given to me, this, you know, what's the hell with bills, etc. But now you're saying you want that money back. So the system. It failed. And, and uh, this is what it says. Less money, more problems. Many state unemployment systems, right, use outdated technology it is not the fault of the person that applied for unemployment. You're, you're, you're admitting that you're using outdated technology and were overwhelmed by the sudden flood of unemployment claims made when the pandemic broke out. Now, months or a year later, these same flawed systems have gone back and flagged some of these payments. So some people receive too much as a result of this flawed system. And it says, um, is supposedly incorrect or that the application was accepted in error. So this is a system issue. But of course, the people that have to pay Is the people that are in need. And this is how it it normally goes. You need help. You you get the help. And they say, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait one second. Yeah, we were trying to help you, but not that much. So, therefore, some of the money that we gave you, we're going to need that money back. So, this is what's happening. And there's numerous Americans who are saying this, that it's a un- Fair demand to repay unemployment benefits and this is wrong so um according to an article from the hill americans who refuse the vax are costing the us big bucks as well as lives um when it comes to heart disease heart disease is the number one killer in america you're not going to blame someone with heart disease and say look you're costing america a lot of money stop getting sick you're not going to blame someone who's, who's a diabetic and say, look, stop getting sick, you're costing the U.S. big bucks. No one is going to blame a cancer patient and say, look, stop getting sick, you're costing America big bucks. You have more sympathy towards someone with heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. People who are unvaxxed, right now in America, mainstream media has made them to be Intolerable. you cannot be tolerated these people are idiots they're uneducated they're stupid they should not be allowed to be a part of society matter of fact uh, you should die i've heard these things in the news so the unvax is to blame for this pandemic is not like a few people in china just forgot a shot and then all of a sudden this virus spread because they just refused to get a shot. Now you have Americans blaming other Americans for this pandemic and it did not begin here. This is what I don't understand. You cannot blame. Someone in America for the cause, co- the cause of this pandemic because they don't want to get a shot. They have the reasons. So it's saying that. For every person that goes in the hospital that's unvaxxed, the cost is $20,000. Now, for a person with heart disease, it's from about 5000 to about $16,000 per person when they go into the hospital. So it's not that big of a difference. But if you have over 600,000 people die per year due to heart disease, this pandemic has been going on for about two years now. So this is year two. How many Americans have died every single year due to heart, uh, heart disease the last five years? That's way more than COVID. But the attention is not on heart disease. It's on COVID-19 and the unvaxxed. So the unvaxxed is to blame for this pandemic And it's not correct. It is unscientific to say that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's not true. No pandemic starts because someone just didn't get a shot. No, it's a virus. It's a disease breakout. People are going to get a vaccine or not. People that refuse to get, you can't blame them for this pandemic continuing. No different than a few months ago, um... As cases went down. People forget that we saw cases go down. During the springtime. Going going into summertime. We saw cases drop off. You didn't hear about so many cases. And folks dying from COVID-19. All of a sudden. The vaccine comes out. Now I'm not blaming the vaccine. I'm saying that. The news is making it seem like it's to unvaxed. But once the vaccine came out, once people start receiving the vaccine, all of a sudden we have another variant. It's a, a another surge. It's more people getting sick. How do we make it through a, a, a entire year of people dying, getting sick to get to a point the cases go down? You see less cases, less folks dying from COVID. The vaccine comes out, then all of a sudden cases go back up. So you can't solely blame the unvaccinated and say it's their fault. Because you're not blaming heart disease patients for costing the U.S. big bucks. You're not blaming patients with diabetes for costing the U.S. big bucks. You're not blaming cancer patients for costing the U.S. big bucks. But we have more sympathy towards them. But people who are unvaxxed, they cannot be tolerated. Okay, let's talk about inflation and how the uh, $15 an hour wage is a sitback. Um, this is what the article says, is that the inflation has turned The 15 an hour wages into a setback. It says many Americans have been delighted to see wages rising since the end of the pandemic. But whether they realize it, inflation has already eaten up all of those gains, which highlights the fact that the U.S. economy has no system for making sure that wages keep up with inflation. Okay, so people are happy that the wages are going up even in the dollar amount. That's great. Um, But it comes with a huge price. In terms of real buying power, American workers are still losing ground. Okay, it says the reason wages can look like they're rising when they're actually falling is inflation, of course. Which has been running uh, high this year. The typical inflation rate is two percent. This year is 5%. Um, it says right here, the by allowing prices to rise at a rapid clip, just when workers are finally getting a bit more bargaining power, the U.S. might be wasting a golden opportunity to increase living standards. It says one possible long-term solution to this problem would be to require all companies to tell workers how much their wages change after being Adjusted for inflation, perhaps every quarter or every half year. Companies will resist such a change, however, since it will lead to more frequent wage negotiations, as, we, as well as removing their ability to cut wages by letting inflation do its work. Some economists will worry that this policy could cause wage price spirals, where wages and prices push each other higher and higher. It says right here. So if inflation continues for another year and people realize their wages aren't rising as much as they think they could take their anger out on, of course, Joe Biden, because it's the Democrats who are pushing for the tax cut on the the tax increase on the wealthy and corporations. So this falls on the shoulders of the the Democrats. You're wanting wages to go up is not able is not able to keep up with inflation. And this is the problem. You make more, but you end up spending more so you don't see a difference. All right. So just a heads up. Uh, this is not too scary to me. Um, it's interesting to know this, but um, vaccines in your salad. OK, so versus you taking a shot versus you getting a injection. And as we all know, that's very controversial now what about being able to grow this in your backyard in your garden what about being able to put this in you know um let's let's say fruit or a certain kind of food whatever well this is the case um this article says vaccines in your salad scientists growing medicine field plants to replace injections okay Vaccinations can be a controversial subject for many people, especially when it comes to injections. So, what if you could replace your next shot with a salad? Researchers at the University of California, Riverside, are working on a way to grow edible plants that carry the same medication as an mRNA uh, vaccine. Okay, it says ideally a single plant would produce enough mRNA to vaccinate a single person. Now, that sounds very scary to know that you can grow food and this vaccine be in the food to plant. So if you can do that, what else can you do? Like uh, it was a story about them spending um up to about 15 to 20 million dollars to bring back a woolly mammoth. Like they're going to do this. You know, uh, this was a, a a story that I read where they will spend 15 to $20 million bringing back to life a woolly mammoth. This is true. So they're becoming very clever, very sophisticated. It sounds very scary when you read about it and you hear about it. Why would you go this far? Is science becoming too big to the point to where you cross certain barriers that you shouldn't cross you know so that's what i'm thinking about is should you go this far but this is the beauty of science you can do things now that you couldn't do a hundred years ago the unvax and the vax you know this is a a um center of of discussion right now around 62 percent of americans have been vaccinated okay Sixty-two percent, and people want more. No, we need more. No, sixty-two percent is not enough. We need a lot more. Then, on top of that, there are stories having that that have came out that describe the vaccines they've thrown away. So, if seventy percent is is not enough, we need more. How much more do you need? America has been able to get people vaccinated in the millions and in the millions. Other countries are not so successful. So the people in those countries have to suffer and deal with the fact they ha- they have to deal with this. Um, this virus, this pandemic with no option in being able to receive a vaccine. But Americans are so greedy and so corrupt. We want more. On top of what we already have. Then on top of that, whatever you don't use, you throw away. So this is a huge fucking problem. This is why I say there is no such thing as a war on the unvaccinated. There is no such thing. But let's talk about something more important. For example, education in America. I live in Texas. Texas ranked 34th in education right now. 34th. When it comes to education, education is taking a huge blow because of the pandemic. Not because of the the unvaxxed, but because of the pandemic. That's why. So, the pandemic has delivered a blow to the educational system right now, especially here in Texas, but around the country. And you're seeing the effects it's having. Okay? So, this article says right here. The pandemic worsens Texas low education performance, okay? While the state ranks at the top of many surveys regarding affordability and the best places to live, when it comes to education, to educating children and how well they do in school, Texas schools aren't much to brag about, okay? You add obstacles to education caused by the pandemic, which have frustrated Dallas ISD educators who have strong feelings about helping students move forward. Okay. Uh, It says right here we still have only eighteen percent of our kids, when we graduated, uh, that are performing at a level ready to pass freshman level college classes, according to the SAT. Okay. Again, we had we still have only eighteen percent of our kids, when we uh, graduated, that are performing at a level ready for to pass freshman level college classes. Okay. Less than two thirds of students in Texas can pass a freshman level class. Okay. That's not too good. So we're constantly seeing in the news, the real news, if you search and find, the effects that the pandemic is having on America, education system, the economy, employment. You're having short staff, not the unvaccinated. That's not the issue. There is enough Americans vaccinated right now, to where you can kind of have a sigh of relief. Okay, at least we can vaccinate these many people. Sixty-two percent is other countries that have been unsuccessful in even getting half their their population vaxed. They can't even get half, and we're crying about the vaccine. Americans at this point should be ashamed of themselves to make it seem like it's just the fault of one group because they just refuse to get the vaccine. Well, what if I said this, that I think it's enough Americans who have received the vaccine. Why not help other countries? Also, the same way that you have been able to get 62% vaccinated, Now you can start achieving that goal and helping other countries that do not have the same access to the health care we have in this country. How about you help them? That's what I would say. And you can't argue with that. The argument is not the unvaxxed. It's numerous articles like this that I just read when it comes to the effects that this pandemic is having on America. Education is going to be the biggest blow. The biggest blow, because you have to be able to read and write math and science. That's the basics. So you can't say the Chinese virus. That's a little bit too racist. Chinese virus, you, you can't say that because Asian Americans feel some kind of way. What about Cubans? So this Havana syndrome, the Havana syndrome A mysterious illness affecting U.S. officials around the world. So this is a mysterious illness known as Havana Syndrome. It first began afflicting U.S. diplomats and intelligence officers in Cuba's capital, Havana, in late 2016. Victims reported the sudden onset of a range of symptoms such as headaches, nausea, memory loss, And other cognitive difficulties. So. You have people getting sick. In the capital of Cuba. Havana. Why not name this mysterious illness. This very strange illness. After. The capital in Cuba. Havana. Let's name it that. But you can't say. The Chinese virus. Because this really is offensive. And racist towards asian americans but it's okay to say havana syndrome and label this illness that that's kind of strange to me you know how they can say one thing is not acceptable but however the havana syndrome is acceptable all right so i see these stories all the time pop up um it's a story of someone that died due to covid And they labeled them unvaxxed. Oh, they were unvaccinated and they died of COVID. I've seen a, a lot of stories of people, Americans, both men and women. And the majority of the stories I've seen have been people overweight. They have been a few pounds overweight. So when people say that these things are avoidable, if you simply get the vaccine. Okay. You also can avoid being sick by taking care of your body. Correct. So if this is avoidable by simply getting a vaccine, why can't you believe that this is also avoidable by being healthy? There is people that don't smoke or drink. They're vegan. They work out. They take care of themselves. So they have a better fighting chance than someone who's overweight. And, you know, this is just a fact. But I can't help to notice that. A lot of the stories I've seen have been Americans who are overweight. They are obese. And we know for a fact that in America, heart disease and being obese is a huge issue. But you can't talk about that. You cannot say, look, this person got COVID. They died. What if they lost some weight? What if they were more healthier? You can't say that. You can't talk about heart disease. You can't talk about cancer. You can't talk about diabetes. But however, you can say, look, this person died due to COVID and because they were unvaxxed. So being unvaxxed led to their untimely death. This was 100% avoidable. Yes, you are correct, but it's not just because of the vaccine that could have prevented this. There's a lot of things that you cannot avoid that you believe that is avoidable things that you can control is is avoidable things you can't control is unavoidable and this is what people don't understand but I've seen these stories pop up every single day lately so this story comes out out of the people um .com, the magazine whatever um it says unvaxed Florida woman. 30 years old, dies of COVID weeks after miscarriage during her hospital stay. The photo of the woman, she is very heavy. So I imagine she's over about 200 pounds or even heavier. And she was in a coma for 28 days, 28 days. Okay. She was pregnant. 13 weeks pregnant. Okay. She had a miscarriage. Now, in the article, at the end of the article, it says that her and her husband, the uh, the woman, and again, both of them are kind of heavyset, that they had planned on going to go get the vaccine. Now, in the article, when you read the comments, people are saying things like, well, this was avoidable. Just get the vaccine. Is this really the solution when someone is overweight and obese? Is this really the only solution to guarantee that they make it? You are less likely to make it if you are overweight. And I don't think people understand this, but you can't talk about that because it's offensive. So someone that's overweight in the hospital. You have a less of a chance of surviving. And I've seen numerous cases like this. Now the, the uh husband name was Chris, the woman was Ashley. Very young couple. But in the photo you can see that she's overweight. I've seen numerous stories in the news, news segment, them interviewing people in the hospital. They're overweight. And they're talking about go get the vaccine. Why not tell people? Well, first thing is this take care of your health. Don't be overweight. Take care of your health. Exercise. So that way you you have a better fighting chance. I know people right now that had COVID-19. The symptoms was not that severe. From what I read, if you take the vaccine and you get COVID, these symptoms are not as severe as someone without the vaccine that does get COVID. But I've seen people who have COVID and the symptoms not be that severe. Because they were not overweight and they were just in better health. So so it was not that bad for them. So the vaccine just can't be the, the only solution to the problem. Americans are unhealthy. We're overweight. And to better fight this virus, better health is required. And, and I don't understand why don't people understand that. It's not just about taking the vaccine. But the media is making it seem like this that is the the only the only answer to the uh, the issue and it's not Americans are simply overweight and unhealthy and this is also adding to the very high rate of cases i believe it it has been numerous stories that come out that that contradicts what is is being said in the news every single day You can read these stories, but every single story I've seen so far of someone in the hospital and they're saying they was and they died, they was overweight. I've seen numerous stories like this and nobody talks about it and say, yeah, they were a little bit overweight and unhealthy, but still I feel like if they had the vaccine, they would have been better off. And that's just not the case. So uh, moving ahead of 2022 and also 2024 is not looking too good for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. So far, Joe Biden is not doing a good job as president. Now, people thought that he would do a much better job than Donald Trump, Uh, how he how he handled um, Afghanistan, how he's been able to handle the pandemic uh the the uh vaccine mandates um and right now how he's handling the border crisis right now in Texas in Del Rio with the Haitian immigrants and I will get we'll get to that later on um but the job he's doing is is seen as not too good this first year for him is pretty rough the next 3 years uh Joe Biden has to do a better job it has to be a drastic improvement from this first year in order for him to win over more voters. uh, In order for him to have a much higher approval rating, he's going to have to do a much better job than what he's doing now. OK, this article says this this poll should terrify Democrats ahead of 2022. OK. It's the rare poll that makes the entire party sit up. And take notice. The new Iowa poll is one of those polls. Um, It says just 31% of Iowans approve of Joe Biden and how he's doing his job duties as president of the U.S. Okay, 62% disapprove. Okay, that's a problem. You want to be able to have people feel confident in you. But that's not the case for Joe Biden. So this poll, like many polls that I'm seeing right now, they're showing that Joe Biden has a very low approval rating. And when you look back over the the last few months, there are several things that have caused this. The issue in Afghan, how he dealt with that. Uh, You heard about the drone strike that killed women and children. Just how he's handling very important issues is not good. It's not good, man. So he's dropping the ball uh the Democrats in order to gain the confidence of the people. The next three years have to be a hell of a lot more better than his first year, because what he's doing right now is fucking God awful. All right. So let's discuss this real quick. Um, This is not good, man. When it comes to this gang war between Republicans and Democrats, um, we're always caught in the middle of it. Innocent American, hardworking Americans are in the middle. They're in the crosshair. They become the victims of something that's not necessary. Okay. Okay. U.S. default this fall will cost six million jobs, wipe out as much as 15 trillion in wealth, y'all, according to a study. OK. So Mark Zandi, a chief economist, this is what he uh, found out, that a prolonged impasse over the debt ceiling will cost the U.S. up to six million jobs. And this would cost as much as $15 trillion in household wealth. And send the unemployment rate surging to roughly 9%. Up from 5%. Lawmakers in both parties agree. That the debt ceiling must be raised. But their standoff over how to do so has. intensified. Despite the national debt increasing by close to. 8 trillion under Donald Trump. Republicans have been adamant that they will refuse to help Democrats increase the debt ceiling in opposition to President Joe Biden's spending plans. So they disagree with Joe Biden's spending plans, so this is a protest in a sense. But let's talk about the consequences of this shit. Okay? Failure to raise the debt ceiling would have a catastrophic impact on global financial markets. Interest rates would spike as investors demand a higher rate of return for the risk of taking on U.S. debt giving uncertainty about repayment. An increase in interest rates would ripple through the economy, raising costs not only for taxpayers, but also for consumers and other borrowers. The value of the U.S. dollar would decline long term as investors question the security of buying U.S. treasuries. The cost of auto and home loans would rise. It's not looking too good, man. If this happens, it's going to be a, a recession. Um, We're going to see other issues pop up. If we're not already having issues because of COVID, this is going to add to the plate. You know, this is more of what we don't need. But once again, when it comes to Republicans and Democrats, every four years, we run out and go vote. Every single year, we don't ask for anything in return for for our vote. We never do it. We never negotiate. And this is what happens. We're caught in the middle of this shit. Republicans on one side, Democrats on the other were caught in the middle of this gang war once again. All right, so let's talk about um, the issue at the border, Um, the Texas border town of Del Rio. We've seen images of Haitians piling up. They're arriving in large numbers at the border. They're seeking asylum. They want to be able to enter the U.S. and to begin a new life. OK. One thing that I want to point out right now in the U.S., we're seeing a employment issue, not a unemployment issue, a employment issue. Companies are unable to employ people. People don't want to work. We're seeing this. OK. You bring in people from Afghanistan, you bring in people from Haiti. They can fill these vacant positions, these fake, these vacant jobs. There you have it. OK. That's the first thing that I wanted to point out. OK. Second thing. The images of the border agent on horseback rounding up Haitians like cattle is unacceptable. Yes, it's inhumane. They should not be treated in that way. OK. If you can allow Ninety five thousand or so or whatever number it was of Afghans over here and you don't see on TV Afghans being run it up like cattle. Then why is this acceptable? OK, that's the, the second thing. OK. Third thing is this. You have to understand why people will migrate or leave their country. It was a time in in, in history where, where people migrated and it was natural. It was a natural thing to move from place to place and not be in the same place for too long. Okay. You have people leaving Haiti. After a hurricane. An earthquake. You had your president assassinated. The economy is is collapsing. You feel like there's nothing there for you. So you must leave. There is nothing there for you. You can't live a normal life. You can't make a living. You can't survive. In these conditions. So is you have to understand why they will leave. And head to the US. So people are asking the question as well. Why are they traveling through Mexico and going towards Texas? Why not go towards Cuba and then go to Florida? Well, it's much easier to make it through the southern border and through Texas than it is through Florida. Okay, that's why. Looking at what's going on in Haiti, people have offered no real solutions to the problem. Based on what I've seen, I've seen no real solutions to the problem. People keep saying, well, we have to understand why they're leaving and prevent that. Okay, then. That means you have to invest in the country of Haiti. You have to help build the infrastructure, their economy. So these people can live in their country, but if they don't feel safe there, if if they don't have no jobs... And if they can't make money, make a living, take care of themselves, their families, they have no reason to stay there. They're going to migrate. So here it is, you have thousands of people underneath a bridge waiting to seek asylum in in the US to come over. And it's inhumane. It's seen as inhumane. Why are these people being treated differently? From those people that came from Afghanistan. Why? They're the exact same. They're people. They're human beings. Now I can bring up the race issue. Very quickly. It's very obvious. But I won't. The thing that I wanted to. To address is the fact. Why they left Haiti. Why they had to leave. The economy. You don't have a leader. You have suffered numerous natural disasters. It's not stable. What's the solution to the problem? You leave your country, you travel here in hopes to seek asylum in the U.S. for a better life, a better opportunity because it's more stable. People say that this country is not great. America is the greatest country in the entire world because everyone comes here. Everyone knows if they come to America, they have opportunity that they would otherwise not have. That's the beauty of this country. So that's one thing you cannot deny that despite people complaining so much, if you want to complain so much about this country, go live somewhere like Cuba or Haiti. Then and see how you like it there. Because obviously people from Haiti are coming here for a reason. So you have to understand why they're coming here what's leading them to come here that's the biggest question why second thing is this man is that anybody everybody should not be treated like you're not human. We should not see images of a a border agent on horseback rounding up people like cattle that's for one that's not acceptable and lastly. If you treat the Afghans a certain way, if they are allowed in this country a certain way is somehow. Um, prisoners or victims of of a political conflict, because let's be honest, when you look at Iraq, this was a war. This was a political conflict. This was about fighting terrorism. When you look at Haiti, this is about about the economy, the environment. This is why they come here. They should be treated the exact same, no different. So that's just uh, something that I wanted to share and and talk about is what's going on at the border. The White House did criticize what the border agents did. That's one thing they did, did do, and that's good. The White House did say something about what they saw. When they came to the border agents and rounding up these people like like cattle, that is not acceptable. But here we are, Americans loading up Haitians on airplanes and buses, and they're sending sending them back to where they came from, or or either Mexico. So obviously, the Haitians don't get get the same treatment as the Afghans did. That's obvious now. Let's load them up on airplanes, buses, and send them back where they came from. But the Afghans, you're different. This is a political issue. So this is why you can come over here. But those other people, you know, that's just the economy and just natural disasters. You know, no big issue. Those things happen. However, you have to go back. Let's load you up and send you back to where you came from, and there's nothing there. But the people in Haiti, and and this is what I, I will say as well, the people in Haiti, just like you see people in Australia right now fighting and they're standing up against the whole vaccine shit, um, people have to stand up and fight for what they believe in. Somebody has to um, stand up. You cannot keep talking about the Haitian Revolution from the 1800s. That's long and gone. That's what we do here in, in America. Black people do. We love to talk about the Haitian Revolution and what happened. What about now?